0: All right. Well, uh, thanks. uh, Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm going to briefly introduce uh, Ethan Slark here uh, as our guest speaker. But, you know, the purpose of this, guys, is to, um, you know, continue to give you guys uh, flows of information and communication up and beyond the normal standard conference call or watching an old video of of Billy Drake yak for 45 minutes with all respect to Billy Drake. Um, you know, my thought process is, you know, a lot of guys today um, with these recordings that we've done uh, in the past have listened to these at the gym, on their way to the office, uh, on their way to Leeds. Of course, I envision guys, you know, possibly listening to these at any time they want uh, just to kind of keep uh, keep positive. Uh, in fact, you know, Ethan, who's on the call here, guys, uh, we we did a call, a series of calls back in uh Uh, 2020 at at the start of the pandemic and just to get you guys up to speed you guys that weren't here we did these calls just about once a week and the goal was because of what was going on in our world and and uh things that we had never dealt with we wanted to just to keep guys um you know feeling good feeling positive and feeling encouraged and of course you know when we really look back now and reflect 2020 was really the beginning of this upward trajectory as as uh as a company so, you know, um, Ethan guys, uh, was part of uh, the, the Gateway or the Midwest region uh, for a period of time in Nashville. He actually started with us in March of 2019, uh, was promoted multiple times, which ultimately culminated to June of, of 20, uh, where he became the uh, general manager of, of the Nashville branch. And then, uh, you know, after kicking ass and taking names there for about a year and a half, give or take, um, he got an opportunity to go on down to Houston, which he has just opened back in March of this year and, and uh, is really doing a nice job. So uh, appreciate uh, you taking some time out to, to join us. Again, some of, you, some, of, some of the guys I think know you, some don't. But, you know, one of these calls, Ethan, that I, I think of, and in fact, I had a couple reps reach out to me, I believe from the Knoxville branch um, that we're very, um, you know, very excited about some of these videos and some of these recordings. And, and by the way, guys, we're going to be able to not only make these recordings that you can listen to, um, like normal, but we're also going to be putting these into a podcast. So I'll give you guys some more information, you know, later on that, but, uh, you'll be able to listen to these, uh, anytime you want on your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. So anyway, we, we had this call and you talked about, a. a uh, a series of, of things. But one was, I always remember, burn the boats. And these guys in Knoxville just here recently, about a week ago, listened to this call from a couple of years ago, and they really felt like it kind of turned them around. Or as they put it, it was what they needed to hear at that time with where they were mentally. And this call today, guys, is going to be a lot about that mental, positive mental attitude and and uh, you know the, the head game. Uh, of course, being in sales, we know we have a lot of ups and downs. We fail more than we succeed. So anyway, Ethan, I'll, I'll let you, I'm doing all the yak here. I'll let you kind of talk Because, What was burn the boats? Tell us about this. And, and, you know, what, what, uh, where did you come up with it? And, you know, tell us about obviously the, you know, the synopsis behind it. Carl, thank you so much for
1: having me. Uh, I'm really honored and excited and, and really quite humbled to be able to, to talk with you today. Um, Burn the boats is uh, is a phrase or a, a statement that has been kind of prevalent throughout history and uh, the origin of it really comes from two different places throughout history. Uh, and one story, I like a little bit more than the other, so I'll I'll give you this one so during the Revolutionary War. Um, <clears throat> a lot of us, you know, we know that George Washington led this revolutionary army, and there was a militia that fought. Uh, at that time against the greatest army in the world, which was the, the British army. Mm -hmm. And so they're fighting for independence and they're fighting to establish their own country. Well, what a lot of people don't really realize is for a large majority of that war, we were losing and we were getting beaten consistently. So there was a time, uh, it was Christmas. Um, it was around Christmas time and, uh, the militia the revolutionary army had been camped at valley forge all winter now these soldiers had no boots on their feet and there are stories and, uh, and writings about when the when the army would march <clears throat> you could track the army on where they would march because their boots were so torn and some <laughs> in some cases non-existent that the path of travel from the army could be seen simply because the blood from their feet would stain the snow behind them wow and so and so they spend the winter at valley forge and they get some intelligence that the enemy encampment is right across the river uh, in new jersey and they get they get this intel and they wait until uh christmas eve um uh and the reason they waited until christmas eve to mount their attack is because they knew that back in that time it was a gentleman's war it was you know we're not gonna we're not gonna fight on holidays and that sort of thing and so they waited until uh late christmas eve and mounted their mounted their attack on christmas morning while the enemy was still kind of hung over from the night before well as they were scouting their landing crossing this river Uh, there was no place to dock their boats. There was no place to dock and try to mount uh, any kind of an escape if they would have needed it or anything like that. And so the commander comes back to Washington and he goes, sir, there's no way for, there's nowhere for us to, to dock our boats. We're we're, like, once we make this landing, there's no way to retreat. And he goes, good, burn the boats. And so the phrase comes from this unwavering commitment that, Once we cross this threshold, once we land on this beach, it's all or nothing. Mm -hmm. There is no no defeat. There is no retreat. There is no surrender. So this burn the boats mentality is at at, at its core saying there can be no plan B. This is it. And we will succeed or we're going to die trying. And so that's where that whole mentality of, hey, burn the boats. If you're going to make a decision, if you're going to jump into a career, if you want to, if you want to be a professional salesman at the highest level, don't allow yourself to have a plan B. You know, it's, it's, it's simple, you know, to be successful at this job, it's, it's really simple. And quite frankly, all it takes is, is all you got every day. There can be no plan B. There can be no alternative. There can be no way out. So that's where that phrase comes from, and that's why I like it so much, Carl.
0: Yeah, no, that's that, you know that's a good one. I I you know I have this this motto now uh, when it comes to life, but also life as an eerie uh, as an eerie sales uh, representative, sales manager. You know, ten percent life is ten percent of what happens to you, and it's ninety percent of how you react to it. And for me, that that always kind of gave me. Um, control over my own circumstances and you know also you know offers me opportunity to improve you know you you've been um, with our company now which seems like uh, a long time but really not not a very you've been part of this real this this crazy growth and you know one thing um, you and I have talked about in the past is you know being whether you're in Nashville whether in Texas it's maybe different zip codes, right? You've worked in all different types of locations for our company, you know, whether you were traveling or assisting or whatever, you know, it's, it's all the same. And you and I have had conversations about when I say it's all the same, I mean, how the reps are, what we do, what, regardless of where it's at. So, you know, what can you, you know, wisdom wise offer some of these guys that, you know, um, you've been a part of guys that you've seen do well and succeed guys that maybe you've seen, not do well and succeed and you know what what words of wisdom or advice or you know case and points can you you talk about when it comes to just the 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 grind the being you know being positive but to also dealing with the challenges we deal with in sales i think
1: what you just said is super important when you said uh you know 10% of life is what happens to you 90% is how you react to it um you know i'm a big movie buff and mm. uh I like the Rocky movies and, you know, Rocky says that, you know, it's not it's not how it's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Yeah. And so in this job and what we do uh, coming into sales, I mean, you know that you're going to encounter a lot of opposition as far as, you know, you have to hear 10 no's before you're going to get a yes and all of that sort of stuff. Well, um, I think the thing that attracts a lot of people to sales is obviously the money that we can make. Um, the reason I see guys that don't make it is because they don't have the intestinal fortitude to stay the course when things get tough. Everybody goes through a slump. Everybody goes through a cold streak. Everybody does that. But the only way to get past it is to trudge through it. And so when we talk about being able to stay the course, you know, success is not is not determined by region or location or zip code Mm -hmm. or whatever stress or i'm sorry success is going to be determined in the gray space between our ears um you know one of the things that muhammad ali used to do is used to visualize victory in every single fight that he would go into and that comes from an old greek uh philosophy that the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both correct. And so, and that's very, very true. Whether you want to think about the book, Think and Grow Rich, whether you want to talk about the law of attraction, whether you want to talk about manifestation, you know, all those things are great, but what it comes down to is doing the fucking work. And every every, every office, every sales guy, every sales manager, every regional sales manager all started at the same level. We were all reps. And so we understand that You're going to be encountered with opposition every single day. But what determines a guy's success is his his ability to look at that opposition and frame it in a way where it looks like an opportunity rather than a problem. And so focusing on the things that we can control is a huge, huge factor in giving yourself the best chance of success. For example, for what we do, all right? We could talk all day about the no demos, the customer no show, the cancel, whatever. When, we, when we're talking about success and determination, the deficit is always going to be in the demos not sold. So again, you can focus on the one leg or the customer no show or the reset or whatever, but on a day-to-day basis, it's the demos not sold where the deficit is going to, is going to lie. So where this comes into play with having a positive mental attitude is right here you have to be able to go to your one o'clock and it's a customer no-show. You go to your, your three o'clock or maybe your six o'clock and it's a no demo. And now you pick up a 7.30 burn an hour and a half away and you get there at 8.30. You knock the door and the customer says, holy shit, it's 8.30. And you look at your phone and you say, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit early. I know I have, we, we had you scheduled for nine, so I apologize getting here at 8.30. <laughs> And, and you just roll with it while well, I'm here anyway. So obviously I'm, I'm Ethan from Erie. So talk, talk to me about the roof. What, what kind of issues are you having? And, and so you have this opportunity to view this in a lot of different ways. I'll never forget. I was ASM in Nashville and we had a guy named Kyle Rhodes who was brand new. And uh, I, it was obviously as a new guy, when he comes on board, it's the opportunity and the responsibility of the ASM and senior rep to help put some money in this guy's pocket and train him in the field. Well, We left Nashville, we drove two hours south to Pulaski, Tennessee on the Alabama border and it was a customer no-show. Then we drove another hour over to Ardmore, Tennessee, another customer no-show. Well, Mm -hmm. there was a 7.30 burn up in Cookville, Tennessee, which was about a three and a half hour ride. And so I was like, no worries, man, like let's go do this. Sure enough, we go up there, we get there about an hour late and um, $35,000 cash sale. And so, and we sold it at first drop. So it's that kind of, it's that kind of, and and every eerie guy has a story like that. Every successful eerie guy has a story like that. Or or when you're giving your demo and the customer is giving you no real inclination that they're interested and yet you trudge through steps one, two, three, four, five, you hit them with step six and they say, "Um, maybe I'll think about it. It depends what the price is. Oh shit, now we've got a deal here. You know, now we're in the fight. And so that is not the time at step six to start turning on, turning on your commitment. You've got to be prepped and primed for that the entire way, because you have no idea what's going to transpire once you get to the house. So being able to maintain a really positive outlook is, in my opinion, one of the most critical things. You know, anybody in here uh, or on this call that's listening you know that it's not simply enough to execute the key point selling system, but you have to have uh, charisma and it's got to be dynamic and you have to have good tonality and worry about your body language and the customer's body language and, and all those sorts of things. And so you're only going to be perceptive and, and develop a really good demonstration if you yourself are feeling good walking into that house, all right? Piece of advice for those of you who are in a slump right now, fake it till you make it act excited, act motivated, act committed. All right. And sure enough, you're going to walk into those sales, you know, <clears throat> expect to win, assume the sale, you know, you've already been hired. You've already been trained. You've already been selected. You have all the tools, all the training, all the knowledge, all the leads go make your money. It's out there for
0: the taking. Yeah, no, no. Well, well said. I, I, I think I told you the story before. I'll tell it very short. Now I'm getting a call. All right, so you know, um, I'll uh, I'll make it. I'll uh, I have a story for you now, and I'll make it. I'll make it short uh, to go into line with what you said. But uh, you know, I was asked when I was running a sales manager. Uh, gosh, probably now uh, thirteen years ago, I was asked to run leads with a, one of my top guys who was struggling, and the whole way to this appointment, all he talked about was all his personal problems and all the stuff that was going on in his life and all this and that. We, very, we talked very little about work, even though I tried to. He kept wanting to talk about all this crazy stuff that, that was happening to him. We're walking, we pull into the driveway, we're walking up to the, to the door and he's still talking and yakking about all this stuff knocks on the door. As soon as these customers answered the door, he just transformed. He's like, hi, I'm Brian. And I remember being kind of having to take a step back because he just completely just transformed and we do the demo. I barely had to say three words. We make the sale. We just made a, you know, I don't know, 1500 bucks a piece. We get into the car, you know, he's waving to the people as we walk away, we get into the car, he turns the, the ignition on and looks at me and he goes, so anyway, let me tell you about my personal problem some more. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, I, we just made a sale. So, you know, I realize that that is a unique uh, individual because look, we all have our days, we all have our moments, but it's, it's the point that you just said, you know, fake, fake till you make it. You're good, you're every day you're, you're, it's not going to be perfect and great. Um, but you know, the customer doesn't know that, but if they're feeling you as, you know, negative, or they can tell you're down in the dumps or you just got in a big fight or your one o'clock was not home or whatever, um, that stuff, you know, the people, people are like, like chameleons, man. Absolutely. You know, I have, um, I have three things that I want to give you guys that are listening. Um, just simple things, just three small things that I think, um, you can maybe hopefully take away with this to give you some tips. You know, um, I I read, I personally read a lot of books, Ethan, and sometimes I find with these books, they don't really give you like a game plan or solution. Sometimes they just, they just talk. So I wanted to give some of these guys that are listening in um, uh, very simple tips that you can start doing now that will improve your attitude. Number one, you touched on in a minute ago, stop whining guys, stop complaining. I'm hearing things about the weather or the leads or this, and 99.9% of it is all out of your control, okay? You know, stop blaming others for your circumstances and everything else. Can, control what you can control and try to start having a little bit more, take a little bit more responsibility and stop the, stop the whining and, and, the, and the belly aching, okay? The second one um, is work on your skills, uh, work work on this. Um, you can read books. You know, I'll give you guys a couple of books that I've just recently read. Um, Ethan, you, you might have read these two. You know, you've heard of Dale Carnegie is okay. How to Win Friends and Influence People, and the other one is How to Stop Worrying and Stop Living. Both great books that will help your mindset and will um, you know continue to do this every day. Um, I, I try to do some type of reading or um, watching something, uh, when it comes to this every single day, um, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time and I'm a regional manager and, uh, but trust me, I, I still have the challenges like, like everyone. So even if you can read a, a chapter a day or spend 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, Hey, maybe it's listening to this conversation is this, 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 uh, this podcast right today. Um, hopefully, um, things like that. And if you invest in that, uh, will improve, and then the last one is uh, look for answers and outcomes rather than dwell on what 's wrong. I think that you know um, in, in a lot of cases you know we we have a tendency to um, again feel sorry for ourselves or talk about what 's bad about this and and bad about that instead of um, you know investing that time into fixing it again, taking responsibility being solution minded we talk about that. Um, being benefit driven and being solution minded when you're pitching the customers. So it's, it's the same, uh, same mentality. So those are just a few things, Ethan, I wanted to, to give these guys um, to maybe take away from this um, small little simple tips that, uh, you know, um, can, you know, hopefully, hopefully help. Because again, I, I, I personally believe a positive attitude is paramount to success, especially in sales. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, anything else you wanna you wanna share with these guys? You know, um, right now we are as a company we're growing at this crazy fast rate. Um, shoot, even when you started, the opportunity to grow uh, and advance was not like it is today. I think a lot of times these guys get in these you call them slumps or ruts, um, and they stop thinking about that. Hey, what you're really what you're doing now is not permanent. Sure, we hired you to be a sales rep, but um, I think everybody now is on the on the same page where we're looking for the next the next future leader, sales manager, ASM, whatever it may be. So, you know, to kind of wrap things up, is there anything that you want to, um, you know, give these guys uh, to to send us off with? Absolutely. Um, I'd like to give two book recommendations. The first recommendation would be uh,
1: Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Very good mm-hmm. book. There's an audio version of it available as well. Um, the other one is, uh, it's an old book, uh, but it's very, very good. And it's called think and grow rich. And mm. that book is, is totally about, um, your mindset. All right. It's not a, uh, it's not a blueprint for how to invest in the stock market or, right. Or anything like that. But it's, it's, it's all about your mindset. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is this is going to sound counterintuitive and it's going to sound weird as soon as I say it, but I'll explain <clears throat> in order for you to be successful, you first have to start with being a little bit selfish. And here's what I mean. <clears throat> if you're not good at this, if you're not earning income, if you're not being profitable, if you're not being productive, you're no good to yourself. You're no good to your family. You're no good to your company. And you're no good to, uh, to the organization as a whole. So the first thing, be a little bit selfish and take care of yourself. Here's what I mean. If you enjoy doing yoga, make sure you do your yoga every morning before you go to work. If you enjoy playing golf, make sure that you set aside time on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday to make sure you play nine holes or 18 holes. If you like to play music, if you like to read, if you're an artist, if you like to do those things, keep doing those things and invest in those things. All right. Invest in you. The other thing is. I write down, and I one thing that has worked for me over the years, Carl, uh, in the military, after the military, here, I still do it to this day, is I have written affirmations that I literally say to myself all the time. And I write mine on uh, with a dry erase marker. I have them written on my bathroom mirror. So every day when I'm shaving my head, every day when I'm combing this fantastic mustache, I am saying them to myself all the time. I remember being a sales rep, and I desperately wanted to progress. And I was, and I'm, I'm competitive by nature anyway. And I had a post-it note that I stuck on my steering wheel that I would read to myself all day long. All right, I didn't care if it looked silly. I didn't care if, if anybody made fun of me or 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 this and that because of our of our hiring class that we had in Nashville. Guess what? There were only two of us that stayed the course and didn't quit. And guess what? both of us are now general managers, myself and Ryan Carrick. All right. And, and so that's the other thing. Um, Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are also competitive. If you walk into the bullpen and you're a rep, I don't care how, what your tenure is. And you walk into the bullpen and those guys are being negative. You have every right to tell them to shut up and quit being weak. All right, guys, if there's one common theme about eerie guys, and this cannot be lost. As we continue to grow, the culture of this organization is the most critical thing that we have to hold on to. The, the, the true landmark of an eerie guy, and you all have heard that term, what's it mean to be an eerie guy? The true landmark of an eerie guy is being tough. Part of being tough is not giving in when shit gets hard, all right? Guess what? When things get tough, guess what? You're tougher, all right? So that's, that's the, I guess the, just a couple pieces of advice I would give and don't tolerate the negativity in the bullpen. It doesn't have to come from the manager or the ASM or the senior rep. All right. You know, take accountability and take responsibility for your work environment. And if you hear things that are being said that are negative and all of that, man, nip that stuff in the bud, because chances are in, in 30 days, 60 days, those negative guys, guess what? They won't be around. All right. And that's my, I guess that's my take on it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, think of, you know, some of these, these sports stars and these sports players and they're so resilient. And, you know, um, I believe Michael Jordan, you know, would, would talk about the early days. Cause you know, a lot of people don't know this, but even though he had the height, he started out, he wasn't supposed to be the phenom. that he turned into everyone kind of knew LeBron James is going to be LeBron James. That wasn't just the case with Jordan, but he just kept showing up. He kept, you know, trying to get better and improving and, um, you know, only wanted positive influences around him. You know, my uh, we'll, we'll end it on this. My grandpa was in sales for 50 years and I'm the reason I'm in sales is because of my grandfather who's now, you know, long past. But I remember him telling me, um, he took me to a sales call one time and without getting into all the nuts and bolts of what it was, we didn't get to sale that day. And I remember him and I, you know, uh, he, of course he, you could tell he was a little down cause I'm sure he wanted to get the sale in front of me. Uh, I was a young, you know, teenager at that time, but you know, he, he, he gave me this model that I've always remembered. And, and it, it's losing sucks in our case, right? Missing a sale sucks. But if I, if I didn't lose or we didn't lose or miss that sale, you wouldn't appreciate the feeling of winning or making that sale. Absolutely. And uh, so I've, I've, I've always, uh, always kind of stood by that and remembered that because in our, in our business, right, we do fail more than we succeed, but it's, it's about just continuing to get better. And then boy, when you make that sale, there, there's no, no better feeling. So anyway, guys, um, I want to thank Ethan. Uh, we're right at probably 30 minutes here. So we're going to wrap this thing up uh, for today. Guys, um, as we move forward, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I hope you guys get a lot out of this. I think these will um, we'll get bigger and better as we go. Um, we're going to have different guys from all over the company speak. Because as Ethan said, even though we're getting bigger, we've got to keep we've got to keep our uh, our culture and what's gotten us to where we are. And uh, I look forward to um, you know future future calls uh, or future podcasts. Uh, you know, in the in the, in the near day. So again, Ethan, thanks uh, for your time. And guys, let's uh, let's go make a great day. Oh,